nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Take two. Kick it. <laughs> Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 363. Just think that's only two days, two shows away from a complete year's worth. Hey! hey. April 14th, 2020. 89 degrees was the high on this day, and that happened in 2003. And it was 18 on two occasions, 1826 and 1928. And on this day in 1983, and I seem to remember this in some relationship to the North Stars playing the Blackhawks in the playoffs. Uh, A sharp assistant could look that up. Uh, April 14th, 1983. 13.6 inches of snow. April 13th, what? 13.6 wow. inches of snow on this day in April, uh, April 14th, 1983. Okay. And ice out dates brought to us by our friends at Aquaside. Minnetonka, 1877, 1887, 1918, 1932, 1941, 1961, 2011. I just love the way these reaffirm a continuity in nature. White Bear, 1983, 1984, and 1961. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the East Shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I got a fascinating email from Wayne Trom in uh, Dodge County who said, uh, think back, did your parents subscribe to Life magazine? Read this article and try to explain yourself. He enclosed a piece that appeared in Life magazine, December 16th, 1957. The lead paragraph is, it was the beginning of winter in the Republic of Euphoria. The first snows were melting harmlessly against the panes of the overheated glass houses. The stores were bright with the artificial light at which the Euphorians excelled. The children of Euphoria, healthy, lithe, and mobile, rushed about on mysterious four-tired errands, but faithfully came back by evening to cluster around the magic, happy screens in every home. Before screen time, generally, they attended the Euphorian schools, which were called Pursuit of Happiness schools. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Wow. This is 63 years ago. Is that right? 57, 69, 50. Before screen time, generally, they attended the Euphorian schools, which were called Pursuit of Happiness schools, after an ancient theory. Then they were taught principally to get along happily with other Euphorians. 
A certain amount of learning was required so that they could advance to the level of the popular college where the smiles were brighter, the cars faster, and the happiness possibilities almost without limit. And it goes on like this. And it's it's in response, apparently, to... Uh, I'll read you the... Uh, Hello? Uh, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. That's hold me. On. That's me. Hello? That's not me. Sid, Sid, yeah. I got it. I got it. Where's the party? I don't know yet. I mean, it's got to wait to see what happens. We are. We are. Yeah, they're going to be Sid. okay. I think so. You missed it. <laughs> what? He missed. Yeah, the party. you missed the party. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, the uh, there was a preface to this, and this was a, a Life magazine editorial. There's no. Uh, there's no byline, but there was a preface to it. The U.S. public has shown its loud and justified alarm about the onset of the Sputnik era, but a more satisfactory reaction than alarm is called for. A question of values is involved, which is far more basic than the mere problem of better military hardware, as this modern fable suggests. And it goes on to, to detail life in euphoria, where uh, curiosity has been banned and uh, uh, happiness really? is mandated. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just Do they eerily say- similar to what we've invented. Did you this read guy's the accusing me of plagiarism. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering, Such. Is there a nearby town full of crotchety know-it-alls who uh, who we question everything they do over there in Euphoria? And that's a good we, point. We try to teach them uh, the right way of life. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> it would be funny if there were. Well, here down, you go. Down critics, the road. Critics oh, occasionally no. critics occasionally question whether the happy euphorians were not destroying their own traditional austerity of mind, valuable in repairing <laughs> furnaces, inventing nuclear processes, and separating the components of hazy <laughs> diplomatic situations. The this modern euphorians the, re, the modern euphorians <laughs> replied that mental austerity was uncomfortable, unnecessary, and outmoded as a kitchen without push buttons their speech without slogans. Then they would repeat the new national anthem, which the children were taught in the happiness schools. We are the biggest. We are the best. We are ahead of all the rest. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. The the opposing town is the Scythians. Uh, S-C-Y-T-H-I-N-S. The latest ultimate weapon of destruction has been devised and perfected by the Scythians, a larger but traditionally dumber people whose national symbol, the (laughs) scowl, has been warring with the euphorian smile. It was impossible to claim that the Scythians had stolen the weapon from them, uh, for the euphorians had possessed none themselves, nor could they pass the discovery off as happenstance. The Scythian schools, not sophisticated enough to give courses in life adjustment, had long been developing a formidable system of study and practice in the newer scientific disciplines. This is a very weird thing, man. This is a really weird, really weird piece. And uh, There just, is something. There's people known as the Scythians. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. They were a group of ancient tribes of nomadic warriors who originally lived in what is now southern Siberia. Their culture flourished from 900 B.C. to around 200 B.C., by which time they extended their influence all over Central Asia from China to the Northern Black Sea. It doesn't say anything about their politics or uh, President Trump. Boy, this is just the weirdest thing. So do you think... Wow. Did you... Well, to, did answer the guy's first question. Did you? I was seven years old. I kn- yes, we did. But and were there back issues laying around? 
I'm not turning on you. Wait, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. I haven't seen a life. Ma- I haven't seen a Life magazine in, in 60 years. No, come on. 60? I haven't. Well, okay. Well, after 50. you read this one, you didn't have to read further. Right, you were done. <laughs> I didn't. I would have been seven years old. Okay. On December sixteenth, nineteen fifty-seven, and then you went to your dad, or, or eight, or uh, whatever, as he was trying to sell metallic signs. He said, "Dad, I got an idea. Yeah. I'm going to create a radio show based upon." Yes, I, I'm with Kenny. Yeah, well, I didn't. I, I, I <laughs> never seen this before. <laughs> Judas Priest right. yeah. Joseph. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he would have said. I never saw this before in my life. It's just amazing. It's incredible. Let's revisit Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, governor. You know the guy uh, whose kid listens, uh, uh, Joe and Woodbury, his kid listens, and his kid offers uh, a GL uh, commentary to what his dad might bring up. You know, today in the role of rookie, it's oh, Reavers. the that seven-year-old guy. that oh, was uh, yeah. reading Ranger sure. Rick. So it says, uh, he says, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. I was listening tonight with the GL kid of mine when you were talking about the overstepping of the governor of Michigan. I told the seven-year-old that I was going to send you some data about Michigan. The seven-year-old said, pa, he calls me pa, I love that. He said, pa, you better send the mayor pictures. He won't get the data. He wasn't even looking for a high five. He was perfectly serious. Not sure if that was a comment on my data or your math, but here it is. And uh, no reason for me to doubt it. Uh, It's a picture of the rate of infection in Michigan for COVID. And the lighter color, the lower the rate. And as you might imagine, uh, as is true in Minnesota, most of the state is a much lighter color on the graph. And he notes the top. And this guy uh, shows you, he, he does something like this for a living. He's in the statistics world or something. Uh, the top six counties in the state for the disease are around Detroit. Through the entire state, the rate of infection is 0.249%. But if you take out those six counties, the rate is 0.573%. Think of it this way. At the same rate of infection, if you had a sellout at Target Field, 20 people would have COVID-19. Of course, we'd want a social distance from them. How does banning motorboating in a county with 0069% Mason County, Michigan infection rate make any sense while allowing canoes and sailboats? We shouldn't be making decisions for a whole state when the whole state isn't the same. I have Minnesota data as well from an article I published last week. Here is a picture of the death distribution in Minnesota. From the news, you would think the entire state was under siege, wouldn't you? And the only, uh, really the only area under siege, uh, if that's the correct term, is is Hennepin and Ramsey County. The rest of the state is essentially virus-free. So I had another thought. Uh, Another guy had a couple of thoughts on uh, the banning of uh, boat motors. And he said, uh, obviously, they feel that uh, it's not fair that you have a motor. If someone has a sailboat or a kayak, uh, you, you, uh, you out-achieve them if you have a motor. That would be a real euphorian way to look at it. Wait a minute. What? You out- I don't get that. Help me. What am I, what am I missing here? I'm trying to find the email. Oh. It'll be helpful if I could find it. Got it. Uh, oh. Just a thought on the boats with motor restrictions in Michigan that you mentioned. I'll warn you, this is an attempt at amateur linking. I think it could be as simple as this, an attempt to enforce rules to the lowest common denominator. 
and I don't mean I don't mean that in a derogatory or condescending way. Some people simply can't afford boats. And it wouldn't be fair for some people to enjoy a day of fishing while others are stuck quarantined in their homes. The link comes with respect to our public education system. We don't push children to excel. We push them down so that there is parity among students, lest some perform better than others. It needs refinement, but a start possibly on a link? Yes, uh, yes, John Scott, it is. Uh, Love you all. Thank you for many years of sanity and laughs. Need you now more than ever. Good luck, John Scott. Mm -hmm. I think he's made a wonderful amateur link there. Now, sounds like it, yeah. The uh, governor uh, of Michigan, we know more now about possibly what's motivating her draconian ways. The uh, Detroit News has editorialized uh, pushing back against her. Uh, apparently, she's very keen on becoming Biden's running mate. Oh, you're kidding. No, oh. very keen on becoming Biden's running mate. Uh, Uh, And the editorial says Governor Gretchen Whitmer must send an unequivocal message to her constituents that Michigan is her priority. Her running feud with President Trump calls into question whether she's acting in the best interests of this state or on behalf of the Democratic Party. Unfortunately, she's sending conflicting signals with her priorities and motivations. We have no criticism of how Whitmer is handling the crisis. She is taking the same steps as most other governors in states hit hard by the virus. But she's also assumed the role of designated Democratic attack dog, appearing almost daily on cable news shows to criticize the administration's handling of the virus response. That creates confusion about whether Whitmer is advocating for her Michigan constituents or carrying out her duties as co-chair of Joe Biden's presidential campaign, or worse, serving her own ambition to be vice president. Trump apparently thinks it's the latter. He's singled out the governor for particular disdain, repeating often the unsupported claim that Whitmer is mishandling the crisis in her state. Last week, he demeaned her by referring to her as the woman from Michigan. She responded by showing up on a late-night talk show wearing a T-shirt bearing those words while disingenuously declaring that this is no time to play politics. Well, but that's exactly what you're doing by showing up on the show wearing a T-shirt. Yep. Trump is petty and vindictive. He's not... He's not beyond punishing a state whose governor torments him and has said as much publicly. Michigan needs a lot from the federal government, including help managing the overwhelming number of unemployment claims that are suddenly being filed. Citizens are better served if their leaders at all level of government set politics aside and work together. Partisanship is unacceptable where lives are at stake. Uh, Whitmer should look at the example of other Democratic governors, most uh, notably Como of New York, Gavin Newsom of California, who have found a way to work with the Trump administration. It goes on to say that, uh, well, they're on to her, in other words. She's kind of she's kind of a lightweight version of Ilhan Omar in the sense that she obviously has her eyes on a bigger prize. Right, exactly. And, and she uh, apparently, uh, it, it, it's not wise. Uh, it's unfortunate this, this has to be the case, but it's not wise uh, for governors to take on Trump because he's just an odd duck and he'd be the wrong guy to take on in something like this. So you need to get along with him, and she's flaunting the very fact that she she chooses not to get along with him. That on top of her uh, uh, banning, uh, she's you know if you go to like Menards, you can't buy. I told you that gardening supplies and uh, home improvement equipment. Someone sent us a photo. And paint. I, I don't paint. know. You if can't this, buy paint. I don't know if this was in Michigan, but saying how. Uh, Joe Joe's right about the governor, and it and it had the you know the seed stands that that spiral, you know yeah. you go to Fleet Farm or wherever and buy those right. or Fratelloni's, and it had the caution tape around the whole thing. Like what what Jeez. the hell is that? How can I get COVID nineteen 
by if I'm distancing and I'm careful, how can I get the illness buying a can of paint? Don't know. I mean, what what if I'm even carrying around a disinfectant wipe in my pocket? So I, I march the can of paint up to the cashier. I pay for it. I clean my hands and and, and uh, take the paint out to my car and go home. So you're surmising that it's because so many people before you have touched that can of paint or have touched that packet of seeds. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Because and I think, that's all I can come up with. Yeah. And I, I think science is, is, uh, is unclear as to whether you could get this disease from a can of paint. I think, I'm sure you could find as many doctors saying, no, you really can't get it uh, from uh, touching the can of paint. But you might find some who say, yes, you can. Well, what's the moral of that story? Just just be extra vigilant. Clean the damn can. Oh, no, the moral of the Such story is don't mess with Uncle Terry when he's it, been drinking. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how can a, a big box store be open and then some items in that store not offered for sale? That makes well, no sense. Either, this is, either open everything up or close it all. I think right? this is what's I think this is what's drawing attention to her. Uh, she yeah. is uh, it sounds to me like she's got a bit of a power uh, hunger taking place here. Or maybe it's she's desperate to get Biden's attention. Look, look, I'm out I'm out banning any other governor you could pick, Joe. I'm I'm look at what I've done. I don't even let people yeah. fire up their outboard You're motor, right. Joe. It's, it's it's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's a race. I'm, I'm in a competition, Joe. <laughs> I'm in a competition to prove, Joe, that I can be more draconian than the next governor. <laughs> so why don't you pick me, Joe? Pick me. I'll help oh, you bring about your dystopian vision. <laughs> do, do we know that will appeal to Joe? I have no idea. Well, plus I got an email yeah. uh, uh, from again from Jewel who said. Doesn't she know that Biden only falls for blondes? She, she's a dark-haired gal. <laughs> right. Well, he'll still nuzzle, won't he? I think he'll nuzzle a uh, brunette. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked your idea Is Joel yesterday. Listening. He must. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say. I didn't think he listened. I thought we were safe from Jewel. Now oh. he's going to start driving out to my farm every weekend yeah. to give me an earful. Yeah. No, you're Quit idea, texting me. Your idea yesterday about Biden's campaign for this year should just be, just go in hiding, don't say anything. You know, that should be his yeah. campaign for the rest yeah. of the year. Have you yeah. heard of a, uh, have you heard of a uh, retail outlet called McMaster? Uh it's every type of hardware you could ever want. Jules sent me an old catalog that weighs about 10 pounds. McMaster car. Uh, you ever yeah, heard of that? No. Yeah, and I only have heard of it because of Tom. It's the only place I've heard of it. 595,000 products. Screws, bolts, metals, fasteners, tubing, plastics. You go on and on and on and on. It's a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a Sears catalog squared. Only, yeah. but it's only for tools and equipment right. and fasteners and hardware and, and chain hoists and you name it. It this thing weighs ten pounds. He mailed it here. <laughs> and what's cool? It, there's in my world. There's nothing better than actually having a catalog in your hand that you can page through. I love that. I've always loved it. See, I got a note uh, from a fellow named Scott who said. Uh, Last night, the CP did something to me that she's never done before. Whoa. Oh, cut- hey now. All right. 
she cut my hair. I oh, feel so dirty. Oh, I no. feel like I'm cheating in my barber with my wife. <laughs> 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 yeah. Boy, do I need a haircut. Oh, you know, There's a lot of, I forget who put this out there, but somebody had said, we're going to come out of this and there's going to be a lot of people pregnant and a lot of people that are going to need the barber. Boy, do I need a haircut. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something else. It's something else. Why don't you let Kenny and I come over and give you a little trim? No. I'll take care of that. Say, despite today's weather, and it's uh, very inclement right now, very unseasonable, it's snowing here in the sustainable urban core of the Twin Cities, but ice is going out all over this great land of ours, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to get Aquaside on board to help you keep your beach weed-free this summer. The Aquaside company has been helping lake homeowners keep their shoreline free of weeds and unwanted junk since 1956. There's nothing worse when a kid goes down there and steps in some junk. They have dozens of products that will help you maintain your lakeshore or pond. Pond would be good for you, Kenny. They are all completely (laughs) safe and easy to use. Go to Aquaside.com and get your summer season started off right. Aquaside.com. You're not sure what's growing out there? You're not sure what's lurking? They'll come out and tell you what's lurking, and they'll take care of it. Uh, They get rid of unwanted lake vegetation quickly and safely. Uh, 1-800-328-9350. 1-800-328-9350. Aquaside, the official lake weed removal company of Garage Logic. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. So we talked with Adam at DKMags.com last week on the old... GL podcast, and we learned that, well, number one, business is good at both the New Brighton location at Old Highway 8 and up in uh, Monticello, Monticello and Fun and Gun, but we also learned a a thing or two about demographics, about who's buying what, and as it turns out, a lot of people are purchasing firearms that may have had, at one time in their life, they had either hunted or done sporting clays, and they've decided to purchase a firearm either for range, fun, or home defense. Uh, Be rest assured the team at DK Mags can not only accommodate, but they can also aim you in the right direction come on as far as as far as ranges and you should be fine for most, that <laughs> and they can most importantly help you with your training you aim a rifle you point a shotgun joe uh, the oh. crew at dkmags.com and monticello pond and gun they're held uh, they're there to help us all so if you're considering a firearms purchase or even ammo or accessories log on to dkmags.com Peruse the website. Try not to drool. I promise you'll be there for hours. And then go stop into the store. Uh, they're only allowing a few customers in at once, and everything is clean, healthy, and germ-free. They're located right here in Gumption County, GLers. It's a gun shop run by GLers for us. Monticello Pond and Gun and DKMags.com. I have two notes of positivity. Oh, it's not even Thursday. Good. Minnesota Fantastic. currently has the lowest per capita infection rate in the nation. Health experts say Minnesota is being used as a model nationwide of how to social distance well and stay at home. They say Minnesota's success could be due to winter weather that sticks around well into the spring, the state's rural landscape, or the many park systems that allow for social distancing. I think Minnesotans have adhered, said Governor Walls, Monday. We have some of the flattest curves or the flattest curve in the country. 
Wall said that although Minnesota seems to be winning the fight against this pandemic, people need to keep up the behaviors that got Minnesota to this point. Compared to our neighbors in the upper Midwest, Minnesota is even looking better than the Dakotas when it comes to COVID-19 death rates. It's the public health work. It's maintaining our personal protective equipment to keep our health care providers safe and looking for a treatment and a vaccine, said Dr. Tim Selaff, the chief medical officer at Alina Health. Selaff said Minnesota is overall healthier than other states and has a fantastic collaborative health care system already in place. Why haven't we been hearing this? This is wonderful news. Uh, health experts believe we are still a few weeks away from our peak but we've learned what not to do from the tragic outcomes in New York, New Orleans, and even the Detroit area. Behavioral specialists say our long winters have also served Minnesota well in training our minds to hunker down. Uh, Hell, it has. I get out in the winter. Uh, Another state that is seeing low infection rates is California. Medical medical experts say state leaders there acted early and enacted stay-at-home orders and canceled schools similar to Minnesota. You know what else is factoring into California's success? With the exception of downtown San Francisco, California is very spread out. Even the L.A. basin is not high-density living. There's millions and millions of people there, but not stacked on top of each other. It's very spread out. Unlike uh, San Francisco, San Francisco is about the only place in California where uh, uh, the euphorians have managed to bring about the high density living. Not true in L.A. or San Diego or San Jose, Sacramento, Oakland, elsewhere. It's a really spread out place. If you've ever been there, you you know how far it is to drive just you from place to place. You couldn't pay me to live in San Francisco. No, I, it's the, not it's me. It's the heartbeat of euphoria. Yeah. You could pay me to do anything at this point. <laughs> Another positive note. Another positive note. Here we go. Positive Tuesday. Two new tests developed by the University of Minnesota and the Mayo Clinic are expected to help the medical industry better understand who has recovered from COVID-19. This advances the fight against the virus. Since it's possible to spread the coronavirus without showing any symptoms, Testing antibodies is widely seen as a more reliable measure in determining how many people have been infected. It's conducted via blood sample and checks for antibodies, which is the immune system's response to an, effect, to an infection, according to Dr. Elitza Thiel of the Mayo Clinic. Thiel explained how these tests could help researchers, noting that the tests are being used in clinical trials right now by taking the plasma of those who have recovered and therefore have antibodies, and injecting it into people who are sick. The thought is antibodies that are in the plasma from recovered patients may help the sick individuals to more rapidly fight off the virus, uh, said Thiel, who directs the clinic's infectious diseases serology lab. If it works, doctors have one more tool to use as people wait for a vaccine. Isn't that nice? It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the Chinese, they, they stifled that researcher who discovered this. Uh, I don't believe anything the Chinese tell us because they stifled this, the, the bat researcher who found this. Uh, and, and the problem with that is you needed her findings to come up with the virus because she had it all mapped out genetically or whatever. And uh, as I understand it, and uh, I certainly am above my pay grade here, uh, the Chinese stuffed a sock in her mouth. You never heard from her, and we don't. Uh, we don't have the means now to uh, most efficiently create a vaccine. That's why they're scrambling so much. They don't have the initial 
They don't have the initials information. Why, here's what I don't understand, because I, I was reading something yesterday, and basically on this, on those same lines, Joe. That kind of information in 2020, because of the internet and everything else, it's mm-hmm. going to get out there. So do they not? Do they just not care? I'm well, talking they, about China specifically. Didn't they no. kill 45 million of their own people during the Great Reform? Well, yeah. I, well, okay. what do you think they? You think they care? That's, They're commies. That's true. Commies are different from you and me. They're commies. <laughs> okay. But I want a, a deeper explanation. I, I, World I, dominance. I buy, I, I buy that, but I want more. I. I and well, so, we, two, so do we all. But you're trying to get it. You're you're trying to get it from a closed society. You're trying to get it yeah, from we, a society that will lie to you. We need James Bond in there. Where's oh Daniel hell yes, right. you need yeah, Let's yeah. Go here. Oh, by the way, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, you asked for that North Stars date. It yeah. was April 14th. They lost to the Chicago Black Hawks at Chicago Stadium five to two in 1983. My God, what a memory! Look I at have. you. You know why I That's remember amazing. it? No, I'll tell you why I remember it. Yo, I was in Chicago. But I got the urgent call from the CP who got stuck in the alley, to which I responded, I'm not sure I'm much good to you in Chicago. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. She, she called you. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm stuck. Okay, yeah. well, I'm in another okay. state. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a ways away. I'll be right there. Call Chet the neighbor, do something, you know, right. get a shovel. <laughs> That happened to me with my CP when the water heater went out, and I purposely stayed away until there was a new water heater installed. Oh, yeah. How about this? Speaking of how times have changed, uh, they played five games. Chicago beat them four games to one. Mm -hmm. They played five games in six days. You know what else I remember about that game? Uh, At that time, the Chicago Stadium neighborhood was – Real iffy. Okay. Real iffy. And by the time I got done writing, uh, there were only some maintenance guys around. Uh, I'm normally very fast. I don't know why that night I was late. but So I was asking these maintenance guys, uh, you guys got a cab recommendation I can call? And they said, you're not going to get a cab here. Uh, But that truck right there is going downtown. Go with them. So I rode back downtown in a a dump truck. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, a guy gave me a ride. You're kidding me. No, no. So you were Clark. Go ahead, Kenny. Sorry. Can you you name the lineup, Joe? Oh, God, no. No. Neil. Neil. Uh, Was Tim Young still on the club? Brad uh, Maxwell. Dino. Well, Dino. Tom McCarthy. Forward. Uh, Who's that? Dennis. Oh, Dennis Marouk. Yep. Painter. Which Smith? Right on. Which Smith? Uh, I don't see a... Oh. Uh, Bobby. Bobby Smith, yes. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Smith. These are all names I... Re- Gordy Roberts, Napier, Willie was on. Uh, Willie Platton. Yeah, Giles, uh, Ashton. Uh, like we said, Bobby Smith. There's a whole bunch of names I recognize. So, Kenny, here. would 1983, that divisional series against the Blackhawks, would that have been the height of you screaming, Seacourt sucks? No, that was '83. I was still in high school. Oh, okay. I always wondered. Up, I always, always, I always wondered about <laughs> Willie Plett. He was uh, kind of a blonde, uh, perfect human race guy from Argentina, and I thought, eh, I wonder what the gene pool goes back to there. Uh, he was from South Jeez. America, and he, uh, you know, he, he was. Uh, well, he was one of the guy. Well, he would th- he would throw hands, wouldn't he? I, I seem to remember Willie getting in a scuffle or two. Oh yeah, Willie'd uh, defend himself. 
A 93... Boy, the positivity continues. Here we go. Well, don't worry. I'll bring you down in a moment. Oh, good. A 93-year-old Pittsburgh woman quarantined her home, held up a sign in her window asking for more beer. (laughs) Right. She's 93. The folks at Coors obliged. KDKA reports the photo of Olive Veronesi making the request while stuck in her Seminole, Pennsylvania home. It's been viewed four million times. That's great. The photo reportedly taken by a relative shows Veronesi holding up a can of Coors Light and a whiteboard that reads, (laughs) I need more beer. (laughs) For most people, the coronavirus causes mild... uh, Why am I reading this? Oh, for some, especially older adults like Olive and people with existing health problems, it can cause more severe illness. I don't know why they, uh, in this lighthearted story, why was that needed to be told? Uh, Olive apparently is going to kick this virus's butt. Uh, Molson Coors reportedly showed up at her home Monday afternoon with 150 cans of Coors Light. Uh, wow. Yeah. They're all gone now, by the way. Right. No, exactly. no. Yeah. Yeah. She polished that <laughs> off by lunch. When we saw Olive's message, we knew we had to jump at the chance to not only connect with someone who brought a smile to our faces during the pandemic, but also gave us a special opportunity to say thanks a lot for being a Coors Light fan. Uh, well, I suppose when you're 93, maybe you don't even know the difference, right? Right. Because I can't drink uh, Coors Light. Oh, on a nice hot day, that's I, I can I can mow the lawn with Coors Light. I got no uh, problem with that. I can't, not with any light beer. I could do a Coors on a hot day, the banquet of beers. Why not, not a light? Why not a light I, I, beer? Well, it's just, why don't I get a glass of water? Well, you know, you're putting on the pounds in, amidst this pandemic. Maybe uh, you should change your up. I just, I I'm going to weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> uh, I have no problem killing a can or two of Miller Light. Uh, that's also, um, it goes down easy for me. Boy, that's a yeah, rel- I, I, that's a revelation. I'm almost sorry to admit it. I, Kenny, sorry, you, uh, I, you you picked a bad day to but... take off, by the way, because last Friday our friends at Elevated sent us a nice little care package uh, for for the thanks of the support on the show. And uh, is, is my Guinness gone? Oh, well, rookie took care of uh, your your portion of that. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. Did that that's did that fine. make it its way to the mayor's house? By the way, yes, it did. Oh, at a boy, rook. Yeah, at a boy. Say, Keith Olson from Terry, Montana writes, a mayor and crew, why are there so many Montana listeners to GL? My guess is the freedom of this state versus the People's Republic of Minnesota. At least for this guy, that is the reason. I chafe, chafe at the prospect of returning to my home state. One prime example is as follows. My brother, a fellow GLer, sister-in-law, my niece and their son-in-law came out to eastern Montana on a hunting trip. Due to not being able to weasel out of work commitments, I've drove down to spend a few hours with them. During the conversation, I was describing my AR-15 that I put together for coyote hunting. I realized that it was in my truck. I walked up to the cab, grabbed it, ejected the magazine, cleared it, and proceeded to walk back to the group. I was met with stares. It was quiet until my brother spoke up and stated that he remembered that I could have it hanging in the back window of my truck in Montana. I had yeah. forgotten that in Minnesota that you have to transport weapons unloaded and cased. Out here, I could have my AR locked and loaded and on safe as I drive just in case I see a coyote. Yeah. We call them truck guns, Joe. Truck guns. And, but yeah, that's and illegal that, here. There's been times when I've uh, got off the gravel road onto the highway, leaving the farm to come back to Minneapolis, where I've had to turn around because I realize my truck gun is still in the back, and uh, I, I need to, I need to put that thing away. Yeah, boys. Uh, I, I, 
I've dumbed it down. I, I want your thoughts on this because I've actually put too much thought into why there's so many so many Minnesotans in Montana, and I'm wondering if I ninety gives them and ninety four, of course, gives them a sense of place. It's just a quick few hour drive. You're in Montana, huh. or you're back home in Minnesota. Could it be that simple? A few or hours a drive. Two, it's got to be a ten it, hour drive. Oh, it's no big deal. Get in, go. You know, yeah. here we go. We'll be there yeah. in no time. Yeah, I, I that, that could be part of it. That could be part of it. Uh, it's just lovely. It's a lovely state. I prefer it over um, both Wyoming and Idaho. I really love Montana. I've been in Wyoming and I've been in Montana. I have not been in Idaho. Yeah, it's more of the same. Big mountains, deep valleys. I'll be I honest. Think- and that drive that I made back in December through Utah, Wyoming, the Dakotas, there were stretches where I would have to stop and go, what the hell state am I in? Because it's basically all the same for about yeah. you know six straight hours. Yeah. I think Minnesota's a lovely state. I do too. We like it's got, it here. It's, it's got contours. Uh, the state I really loathe is Illinois. It's as flat as a tabletop, yeah. at, least in the, yeah. at least in the Chicago area. Maybe downstate it's not. Yeah. I've been downstate. Just, I just can't remember. It's like Iowa or Ohio or, you know. Yeah, but Iowa along the river is fabulous. Yeah, it's it very hilly and very uh, picturesque. But, yeah, most of the state's flat, and Illinois is, is flat. I don't like flat. I, I don't like flat. Oh, I want my. some. I want some hills. Do you? Speaking of states, do you have the breaking news out of the, uh, the state of Florida, Joe? No. Uh-oh. Oh, the WWE is essential business? <laughs> is that is not it? the most Florida thing ever? It really is. The governor's <laughs> declared that w- world wrestling is a na- – is a uh, what's the word? Uh, essential business. Essential business. Hey, Ma! <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get our wrestling. Well, oh. are they gonna allow fans in the building? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. So this is a television deal. Right. Right now, it's a damn near whiteout. It's snowing so hard. Yeah, we got that going for us. Well, by this weekend, it'll be... Uh, oh, it's going to be beautiful. Be beautiful. It. It'll be beautiful this yeah. weekend. Reavers, uh, do you have the nine on right now? Uh, I did, but I can put her back on. Yeah, you should probably turn that on. Uh-oh. Since, <laughs> since Joe's looking out the window, I'll give you something to look at on the nine. Thank you very much, Kenny Olson. Yep. What yep. am I missing? Nothing. Uh, you just keep looking out the window, right. Granddad. There's well, a cardinal out there. Pa. 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 <laughs> pa. I love pa. We used to call gr- my grandpa pa. Oh yeah, yeah. I like pa. We should bring back pa. Are you a papa? Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be a pa. I'm a papa. Yeah. Uh, okay. And she's a mimi. Got it. Okay, lilacs. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you something. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to read you the whole email. Uh, Joe, your insight is uh, spot on regarding how the pandemic exposes the failings of the salon. Uh, To quote you, everything the political class has envisioned and brought about is wrong in the face of a pandemic. High-density housing, public transportation on buses and trains, communally shared bicycles and scooters, personal shopping bags as opposed to cleaner plastic, the bans on drive-thrus at drugstores and banks and fast food places. Absolutely everything is wrong. I submit that the pandemic reveals something even more fundamentally wrong about the salon, which seems to believe that this is a great email, which seems to believe that our species role is to protect Mother Earth from the scourge of humanity. The pandemic reveals the immutable truth that Mother Earth doesn't actually need our protection. 
We need protection from her. She mm-hmm. is, has been, and always will be out to eradicate us by any means necessary. Pandemic, tsunami, volcano, earthquake, plague, locust, solar storms, meteor impact, gamma ray bursts. Our role is not to protect her. It's to survive her plan to destroy us like she has done to 99% of all species that ever existed. Our ridiculous attempts to control the uncontrollable climate, for example, which has always changed, are costly and futile. Our meager resources should instead be directed at the one thing that has sustained every successful species since the beginning of time, and which has been Homo sapiens' greatest accomplishment adaptation. If the climate is going to be hotter or colder, we need to find a way to live with that. We should be working to prepare for inconceivably bad eventualities, not outlawing plastic straws to maintain an impossible and undefined status quo. As you often say, what is the temperature supposed to be? Embracing adaptation is a topic fundamental to garage logic and worthy of additional exploration. I want to know how the salon intends to survive higher sea levels, not, not how it intends to prevent them. My plan mm-hmm. is to step away from the shore sometime in the next thousand years. By the way, the CP and I picked up new e-bikes from Tim and his daughter at EcoFund Saturday. She saw your picture on the wall. Can't say enough about the bikes and the service. We opted for their Yamaha inventory rather than Bentelli. Those Bintelli bikes are made in China, which under the circumstances is inappropriate. Oh. Say hi to Rook and Kenny and Johnny. Longtime listener Chris Jones in Stillwater. Well, that was a long way to go to uh, recommend that you get your electric assist bike at uh, EcoFun Motorsports, but there's no better place to do it. And uh, these people just got there. It's Yamaha, Bintelli, whatever you like. Uh, there's a preseason sale on now, and here's what you do. You call them. They'll bring it to you. You finish the paper at work. Or you call and say, are you open today? And then go and practice uh, distancing. Uh, if you do order it by phone, they'll bring it to you. Wait, they'll, they'll deliver bring it, it to me? They'll bring it to you. Wow. Oh, well, you're they'll bring it to whoever. Now. Yeah, they'll bring it to whoever bought it. Uh, Bintelli e-bikes, the Yamaha e-bikes, the scooters. These are great ways to social distance and get some fresh air. EcoFunMotorsports.com. See the inventory. EcoFun Motorsports is on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Call 612-321-8867 to get yours or set up an appointment to get one. Uh, you will be terribly, terribly pleased. It's a, it's a great, great product, and uh, you can handle most of it over the phone. Then if there's some final paperwork when they get to your house, you can become inventive and figure something out. 612 612- Three two one eight eight six seven EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. We'll be back shortly. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Is Kenny doing something we, here? Yes. Yeah, but first, have we heard this song already today? No. Or is it just every day at this time that we hear this song? <laughs> wow. I actually have a question for uh, Mr. and Mrs. G. Ellers. Hey, uh, how's your lilacs looking? <laughs> I don't mean lilacs. I actually mean how's your how's your yard looking? That beautiful lawn. It's not a dream. It's just a click away at professionalturf.com. I'll be Log photographing. On. I'll be photographing my lilacs for you to to, to arrive at the same oh, date. Oh boy, we cannot wait. That is going to be awesome. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Log on and schedule a free in person, no obligation lawn care estimate and a seasoned lawn care vet. They're going to come out to your home, analyze your situation. 
situation, take a look around, and then come up with a three- to five-step fertilizer and weed control program, not only environmentally safe, but also absolutely guaranteed for superior results. You'll be just like Kenny and Rookie and soon-to-be Reavers. Yep. You'll have the best lawn on the block, free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleaf weeds. Do it now, professionalturf.com. By the way, Such doesn't have a lawn. He has lilacs. I do. So that's why, yeah. This letter I just read, Chris Jones in Stillwater. I hope he writes us uh, more frequently. Uh, he's joined our list of uh, uh, great garage logic thinkers. I, I, my eyes are opened. I, I hadn't looked at it that way. What the hell are yeah. we trying to do saving the earth? The earth's out to get us. It's out yep. to kill us. I have a positive thought. Okay. That this virus could bring about. What if the virus awakens people? To the folly of the salon all across the country. Well, but Joe. What, what if it awakens the No, let me finish. What if it awakens no. people to the folly of progressivism, of liberalism, of the mystery, that it's, that it's worthless, that it accomplishes nothing, that people are engaged in the salon merely because they need something to do. They don't bring about results or achievement. And the achievements and results they did bring about turn out to be completely wrong when the Earth decides to invade you with a new virus. Yeah. What if you people would, wake up and realize, so. you would realize all of these redundant uh, city uh, bureaucrats and cabinets of 20 people, none of whom are taking any salary reduction, by the way, even though there's not a chance in hell they're putting in eight hours of work. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. <laughs> What if people wake up to the fact that, man, we have allowed ourselves to be hoodwinked for a long time. We don't need this BS. It's all wrong. It's all pointless. It has nothing to do with what's really important. That's another thing the, uh, the virus might result in is the, is the realization of what really is important in people's lives. And I, nope, I, uh, I agree with that. I, I, I hope that, boy, I hope it has some effects on coming to the understanding that uh, the salon is is not what we need. We don't need to be told how to behave, we'll, or just strip it down to the uh, Chris's uh, uh, letter. Uh, we need people who agree and think along the lines of: We're not here to ban plastic straws. We're here to figure out what's going to happen uh, if it gets too hot or too cold, which is inevitable because that's what the climate does. It changes. Always has changed. Right. A rainforest was just found under the ocean in the Arctic, in the Antarctic. A rainforest. The remains of a rainforest have been found in the Antarctic. So don't tell me the climate. And that wasn't from somebody driving an SUV. That rainforest died out a long, long time ago. Probably before the world cleaved itself in half to perform, to have uh, uh, one half uh, on one side and... Joe, I, I, I want to b- believe your thought <laughs> be- because called. I do think that a lot of people's eyes are being opened by what is you know essential in your life and what isn't. The problem is we have become such a finger-pointing society that I just don't think anybody is going to budge on what their stance may or may not be. We suffer too much from the political class, Gretchen Whitmer, chief among them, who intend to be important rather than useful. Yep. No virus should ever strike this country again without states and cities and the federal government being crackerjack quick to deliver what's needed. 
That's but yeah. you think you think the, these twenty fake job titles that uh, work for Carter? You think any of them ever said, "I wonder if we got enough, enough rubber gloves if if the, if the bleep hits the fan"? I wonder if we got enough masks? Uh, and if so, is that really uh, the city's responsibility, or should we be contacting FEMA? Uh, we need useful people. We don't need these daydreamers. We don't need these. Uh, uh, people with their heads in the sky dreaming up complete crap that has nothing to do with human survival. Nothing. What about bike lanes? Nope. No? Well, I've, yeah, that horse has left the barn. We're, we're saddled with many bike lanes, which is great. Riding bikes well, the, is great. I don't have opposite, any beef with it. The opposite is actually true. They've Since the, the onslaught of this, at least in Minneapolis, they've created more bike lanes and taken away... Uh, automobile lanes around the parkways and the lakes. Under the mistaken belief that they're somehow trying to save the earth. As we now have had our eyes opened by a good thinker in Stillwater, no, we are trying to survive the earth. The earth is bigger than we are. We are not bigger than nature. And back to your other point, or the point that you just made, Joe, and I don't know if you were going to bring this up today or not, but yesterday's uh, briefing by the president and the headlines, and again, we we can discuss what he was attempting to do yesterday too, but, but the headlines, I'm talking specifically on CNN, that they were running during that were a complete and utter embarrassment. In what sense? Well, so you didn't you didn't see? I did. Okay, but I and, and I, I thought it was not the time for a political campaign. I don't either. But that's not that's not what my point is. My point was the the the, the headlines that CNN was deciding to run on their crawl uh, going after the president. I thought was a complete and total embarrassment. CNN. Let's just let's just take one isolated uh, incident because uh, I saw this. So I'm yep. I'm I'm credible to talk about it jake tapper is a cnn guy uh he had fauci on sunday on yep. easter yep and he worked to the point of exhaustion to get tr- uh, fauci to rip trump yep. he just went at every possible way and fauci who was probably a hundred times smarter than jake tapper uh yeah. Never took the bait, just really came up with his clever answers. And, and th- this is a story that has, has nothing to do with Trump and nothing to do with Fauci. This is a story on the, on the manipulation of the, of the news gatherers known as CNN. So Tapper couldn't get anything out of him. Tried and tried and tried. Even yep. the CP agreed with me. I said, listen to this guy. He's not going to quit till he gets Fauci to rip the hell out of Trump. And she's, a, she's not a Trump fan, believe me. So... Uh, no, finally, <laughs> yeah, finally, finally, Fauci, uh, finally, he uh, he kept hitting home on the point. But wouldn't more lives be saved if mitigation took place earlier? But wouldn't that be true? Wouldn't that be true? Wouldn't just not, relentless yeah. in trying to capture Fauci? And and Fauci said, well, uh, uh, finally gave some reasonably benign answer. Well, obviously, there you could uh, you could certainly understand that uh, earlier interventions would have saved would have saved some lives. But these are complex issues and then he went on to finish the thought what do you think cnn's headline was uh, from beginning right then uh, through yesterday's no, it's uh, been news briefing and today too fauci, fauci says earlier intervention yeah. would have saved more lives fauci admits earlier intervention would have saved more lives 
all CNN's trying to do is destroy Trump. Right. That's all they're trying to do. And the po- well, go ahead. I'm I sorry. think Trump. I think Trump is a pos. I think he's a lousy human being. Oh but you know, well, oh, no, Joe. no, no. He, he's a he's a soulless. He's a soulless guy. Joe. But but I'm for. Uh, I'm not in the camp where it's my job as a reporter to ruin his administration. That's not my job. And that's what CNN's job. That's what they do. That's what they you do. You know what else? You know what else they're doing, Such? They're ruining Fauci. I, I mean, they're yeah, a wonderful man, they're, and they're yeah, and they're trying to get to Trump through Fauci, and Fauci is going to be collateral damage. It's exactly what's going to happen, and the part that and it's I because of them, and the part that I just can't understand is I remember this because we talked about it on the show when Trump cut off travel to China, he got ripped for it. He yes. was being called every racist term right. out there. He yes. got openly ripped about it. So now you can't have yes. it both ways. And we were oh, xenophobic. No, yes. We were we were xenophobic and racist to call it the Chinese virus. Do you see what people in China are doing now? They don't admit black people into any store because they fear black people could have coronavirus. Are, are, is anybody in this country going to awaken to Chinese racism? Is that going to open anybody's eyes up? They're as racist as anybody. I didn't know that. That's oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's stunning. Chris Como, who has a CNN show. Yeah. Apparently, he also has a Sirius XM radio show, of which I'm unaware. But I was reading today that he had what, what the reporters were calling a meltdown on that show yesterday. Wait, he's still working? He's got, I thought he was. I think he's still working he's from working. home. Oh, okay. And he ripped better. the hell out of uh, his job. I hate what I do. I don't like what I do. It's all BS. And I can't help but wonder. I mean, he's a, he's a lefty, but I can't help but wonder if he, too, has become sickened by the behavior of CNS, uh, CNN. I, 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 he, it, almost, it almost sounds to me like he's become weary of this BS that CNN is up to every single day. They're not even trying to be coy about it. Well, And, and I, he's yeah. also caught in the, in the midst of the entire storm because he's got a brother that's you know, at the front of this yep. pandemic, trying to run a state that's dealing with historic numbers. And then he's also trying to be the, the commentary that's, that's, you know, doing shows about it. I'll trust voters if they want to replace Trump. I don't trust CNN. It's not their job to replace Trump. Trump is a how duly look, elected president. How I look at these people, specifically CNN, not as reporters, because... To me, reporters never reveal their politics. I, yep. I I consider all the reporters on CNN the same way I would consider columnists, who mm-hmm. are more than willing and allowed to and should be able to give you their political opinions. Mm-hmm. A- and I don't think they have any reporters. They have a bunch of columnists, opinion the, makers. The behavior of Jim Acosta is dreadful, just dreadful. Right in the middle of a press conference, he's 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 just pining for a fight with Trump. That's it gives not, him more. It gives him more airtime. He's not a reporter. He, no, he's, he's not. Doing of course, a not. disservice to America. I think they're on a mission, and, and the, uh, they were hoping to get Trump uh, through Fauci. And uh, Fauci's such a oh, and then Fauci yesterday during the briefing said, "I want people to know that uh, I, uh, these were complex questions." And and uh, in other words, he was he was. Uh, 
he wasn't apologizing for what he said. He was saying that uh, in his own way, he was saying it was preposterous for CNN to have portrayed his rather benign remark with that headline that suddenly screams out, Fauci said earlier mitigation would have saved more lives. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then he was asked, are you saying this voluntarily? And he said, don't even imply that. They're questioning, these these non-reporters are questioning Fauci's integrity. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're suspecting that Trump got to Fauci and said, in today's briefing, you go up there and straighten yourself out. I do not believe Trump said that to him. I do not believe of, that. Of course not. I do not believe I that. I don't think Fauci would allow that. No, no. And the problem is the, the Jim Acostas and, and the like are, are the ones that allow people to paint with the broad brush about the media and the fake news. And that's the problem that I have, because there are, for every one of those hacks that's out there with a personal agenda, there's three other people that are well-intended and are trying to to serve the public. Don't you think? Not that many. You don't think so? No. I really? Think the poli- I think the political class is is in many ways beyond repair. Are you talking about reporters? No, no I'm talking about reporters. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm t- yeah, there's there's some there's still some reporters that do the job. Uh, but uh, you can find them on the three networks, in my opinion, ABC, NBC, and CBS. And you'll also find them on radio. Uh, the radio station that Hubbard owns in Washington, D.C., I've been listening to that a lot yeah. online. It's, w- yeah, like you said, WTOP. And that is a wonderful, wonderful news station. They, and they yeah. cover Washington, obviously, yeah. very well and without bias. Wouldn't it be great if another positive of the virus is the rough, the re, the reform, reformation, the reformation, reformation of of news gathering and getting it back to what it was supposed to be? For example, uh, I can I I win a nightly bet saying that the lead story on. Uh, ABC Evening News with is it Muir David yes, Muir yes will be a you know if there's a thunderstorm somewhere it's part of their dynamic to make that part of the whole climate change movement it'd be wonderful if they got back to actually covering news and quit having these agendas what why 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 does a, a national news network get to have its own agenda it's I, it's I beyond the pale it. you know that's yeah. a great point because think about uh, the, tragically the other the other night the the tornadoes that ripped through the south. Yep. They were yep. barely even mentioned uh, yeah. on the on the news channels, the national news channels. Well, no, they got they got attention, uh, but but my point is, uh, but no, I guess, but not as much as they would have. I got to quit saying my point is. I say that too much. That's all right. No, it's not. What's I your didn't point? Even notice now. Now it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. My, your point was. <laughs> Let me, let, me, let, me, let, let me make my point. Okay. Uh, I forget which point I was going to make. Which one were you going to make? Well, the point I wanted to make. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a point. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a, a need, a need right now uh, for some ice water, which I'm going to go procure. Okay. Yeah, you were going to say a need for speed. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, Zip. Not a nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Hi there. How are you? Hi. I'm pretty good. I'm looking for the uh, phone number What's for up? Countryside. What? What's up, Buttercup? Because you can uh, make your own appointment at Countryside, Volkswagen, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, 
in uh, Maplewood, the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. They're keeping you safe, just like all of our Garage Logic clients are keeping you safe. Get me their number, please, because I got it, a bro. big paper problem here. You got it. And uh, what you do is you go and look at their. Uh, Look at the online inventory. Pick out what you're uh, interested in. 651-358-2286. Yep. Yeah. 358-358-2286. That gets it to the quadrant. Yeah, and then you're safe. There's no tire kicking, and uh, uh, you'll you'll meet with a sales rep, and you'll uh, can have a test drive and check out whatever you're interested in. These are great vehicles. I'll be in a new, presumably new uh, Alfa Romeo come this fall. I'm going to take the summer off. I don't need an SUV. I don't need the Stelvio in the summer, so, and my lease expired. But we had a nice chat uh, last Friday. I talked to Jonathan Schmelz, and I'll be back in the fall. Uh, to get something that's you, you got to have something that'll get you through a Minnesota winter. They can take care of you with that at Schmelz Countryside. Go to SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Uh, find what you're interested in, check out the pricing, call them, and they'll, you'll have your own personal sales appointment. 651 358 2286. Beautiful. Mm hmm. Uh, frequent uh, emailer Downing has a dark thought. Oh, uh oh. All right. Yes, it's reasonable for churches to not gather out of concern for the health of the congregants. Yet the government banning religious worship and prosecuting those who dare to worship regardless is a very dangerous precedent. Mm-hmm. They say it's a public health crisis. Others of their ilk have for years been saying that guns create a public health crisis. So if mayors are free to take away First Amendment rights, why not Second Amendment rights? How long before mayors are shutting down gun stores and banning guns in their cities? Oh, don't even say that. Well, the only people that have them now are the gangsters. They're the only ones who behave irresponsibly with them. Uh, Hail the Flashlight King and Fireworks Commissioner. Hail you. Joe, a few weeks ago, you were kind enough to share my email with the listening audience regarding the current COVID-19 situation. Uh, At that time, I mentioned that this lockdown thrown upon us will only serve to destroy our economy and make our country a soft target for enemies. Now, three weeks later, the lockdowns have only intensified, and I was elated to hear you are starting to see what I saw coming weeks ago. I totally concur with the seriousness of the COVID-19 virus, but also believe finding garage logic solutions is far to, far superior to these draconian lockdowns. In addition to being a longtime business lender, I'm a fitness instructor that has been gathering my classes outdoors using social distancing during my workouts. Uh, This past Saturday, a police officer came rolling in to check on the group of 30 participants. I simply told him we are trying to exercise, which is what everyone needs to do, while keeping our distance from each other. He said, no problem. And we all had a wonderful 60-minute workout. Now, there is a sensible solution to the current situation. Uh, To you and your crew, if we don't start pushing back, we will not enjoy the dystopian world in the making. These leftist politicians will not stop, and it's all about power and control. Now they have a virus to hang their agenda upon, and we will pay the price with the loss of our freedoms and civil liberties. I am shocked by how quickly we all gave up our constitutional rights to worship and assemble just to be safe. 
Uh, and then he goes on to say he was at a stoplight with a woman who pulled her mask off to have a cigarette. And uh, he just... <laughs> so, so, wait, wait a minute. Scott. She, was, she, was, she was driving and yeah. she had a mask on? Yeah, oh, then she tri- but then she needed to have a heater, so she oh, pulled sure. the mask down. you got to pull it down every yeah. heater. Because I was yeah. thinking about putting a hole in my mask so I could keep it on and oh, have, there you a, go. have a dart. Yeah. Wouldn't well, he, that be something? That'd be very fashionable. Here I thought you were going to say she took the mask down to say, I want my test results back. <laughs> well, along those lines, uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. Uh, there's no signature here. Uh, future offsite correspondent, rural. Hail the flashlight king. I was listening to the podcast on my drive home today, Monday, yesterday, and was reminded of the following quote. They who can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety, deserve neither liberty nor safety. That was Benjamin Franklin. And how right he is. Wow. How right how right he was. And Kelly in Newport, North Carolina, said he was listening to yesterday's podcast, and he says, I think I know why she's banning the use of boats in Michigan. How many people do you put in a canoe? Two people, and you can have about six feet between them. How many people do you put in a kayak? One. If somebody's on a paddleboard, they're by themselves. How many people can you put in a boat that has a motor? My wife's granddad's boat can hold about eight people, and there will not be six feet in between them. It's social distancing on the water. Uh, Okay, great point, Kelly, but that was never mentioned. We found found her reasoning, uh, and it was never mentioned that... uh, because he's logically Kelly's right. You can put eight people in a boat and they won't be six feet apart, but that was never mentioned. Well, Kenny, uh, you can fit about forty five on the pontoon, can't you? On that garbage barge. Right. Yeah. With no rails. <laughs> You're on your own. Come on aboard. <laughs> Step right up, dumb. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. No boats. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh folks, uh, what was I going to tell you? Not sure. Uh, I, uh, well, my computer went oh, dark on me. Can I share a quick email from you? I, I wish you would. Okay, this one was from Gary, and it's relating to what uh, our, our subject on Sports Talk yesterday, talking about Kent Herbeck. Yeah. Uh, Gary wrote the following email. Hey, Reavers, uh, two stories from past Nativity Men's Club sports shirt stags. And this is Kent Herbeck in the subject line. Former twin Scott Leah said one day in Kansas City, the temperature was near 100 degrees and the twins had problems getting off the field one inning. The artificial turf was cooking. The twins finally got three outs and Herbeck unscrewed the lids of two Gatorade jugs and stuck his whole foot, cleat and all, into each jug to cool them off. (laughs) Here's another one. Uh, And then he had another one here. Steve Russian, who we all know, a Sports Illustrated columnist, was so excited to interview his hometown hero during the 1991 World Series. He introduced himself to Herbeck and said that he was from Sports Illustrated. The first thing out of Kent's mouth was, quote, do I have to cancel my subscription each year so I can get the free football phone? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. And by the way, Gary says, sports talk without games to talk about is absolutely terrific. Gary from Mendota Heights. It is? But hey. As Royce said, the pandemic's been great for Monday Night Sports Talk. We got a game of floss. <laughs> the game of floss. Oh. Uh, getting back to an earlier thought. Yeah. Uh, as I sit here and watch the snow come down, and I really, really, boy, I, I'm probably being naive, but I really, really hope that one of the positives that comes out of this is that 
voters will wake up to the deceptions they've been forced to endure uh, by people in, in city governments, for example, who only expand but don't accomplish. They're expanding but don't accomplish. What are these 20 cabinet members doing during the times of a coronavirus in St. Paul? Well, A, they're, it's not conceivable that they're working eight hours a day. And what would an assistant diversity cultural leader be doing? Of those 20 cabinet members, Joe, because I thought about this when you brought this up earlier, is this their only source of income or are most of them also employed somewhere else? Oh, no, this has become their career. Okay. This is their income. Well, my, I guess my reasoning would be if, if they were working you know, somewhere else you know, in the private sector, what have you, there's no chance that they shouldn't be taking a pay cut. This is, that's ridiculous. Uh, well, Carter was asked about that in a Pioneer Press story yesterday, but he danced around it. He said, no, that's really not on the table uh, because all of these people are uh, engaged now in different activities to be helpful. And it was a non-answer. Oh, he didn't have sure. any answer. Interesting. Fry at least had... is talking about it. Fry at least yes. is talking about it. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Coles interviewed him, and, and Fry is. He also t- tried to dance around it, but he did admit that there's, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, somewhere down the road. And I know the Star Tribune, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it right now, they just they sent something out about how, uh, where is it, where is it, that they were going to uh, basically push back the uh, housing payments, or not housing payments, excuse me, uh, property taxes. Did I read that recently? Oh. Yeah, that, but it Here was just, wasn't it Washington County or Hennepin something Hennepin County like Board is going to consider pushing back oh. its first half property tax due date to July 15th. Well, St. Paul should as well. Uh, what are we paying for? We're paying for these 20 fat cats to sit around and collect their 125 grand a year, yep. and they're not doing a damn thing? Yep. Now, again, in fairness, in fairness, I, I, I'm not suggesting that Mayor Melvin Carter should create a vaccine for the coronavirus. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that overall, uh, that the whole, his whole administration generally is just is not interested in, in accomplishment and achievement. They're interested in creating more and more non-essential Uses. Right. And what they need to be doing right now is helping out, you know, the the Jack's cafes of the world. That's what they need to be doing right now. I'm sure the city's coming up with some loan loan programs, but I think it'd be a great idea to uh, uh, have a property tax holiday in both Hennepin and Ramsey counties. We're getting an income tax holiday. I don't mean to make you mad, Such, but uh, are they fixing streets in St. Paul right now or have they stopped? No, sparingly, they're still out there. I still see some crews okay. once in a while. Because this is the All time right. that they should be going gangbusters on road construction because nobody's on the well, roads. MnDOT is. Are uh, they really? Hats oh, off okay. to MnDOT. Oh, okay. my God, yeah. They, okay. They're really high-stepping it. I'm I'm amazed, actually. I guess because yeah. in, in my commute, I haven't seen much difference than, than before this all took it's place. All I've, the only reason I know it's because it's the only thing I have to talk true. about. That's true. <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> describe for us what's taking place uh, – at the airport on Highway 5. Well, they have eastbound closed down between 494 and Davern over in St. Paul because they're going to redo all of that. And then once they complete that, they're going to shut down the westbound lanes and completely redo and update uh, the westbound side. So it's just... It's 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 just something that has needed to be done for a few years and the money was there and et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you live in St. Paul... I guess okay. I'd, no, I guess yeah. I, fi- I figured out how I'd get to the airport if I needed to. I'd go across the practice freeway bridge, uh, take 35 to 694, or 494, and then go over the Minnesota River on 494, 
and I could go in the uh, I could go in the back door. That'll happen at the latter half of the summer. Right now, you can still access it because westbound is open. Right, right. O- yeah, only eastbound is closed now. Uh, but I think it, it might be in June, if I remember right, that they're going to switch to the westbound side. But yeah, that's what I do. Or if you're in a neighborhood, you know, you can always use Ford uh, and get over to uh, 77 and then down to 494. Uh, oh my God! What? What? What happened? Can you? Can I? Is there a way I can hit rewind on this TV in here, Kenny? What happened? So. The Atasca State Park cam was on. I was watching it while you guys were talking. Someone just held up a GL sticker. No, I'm no. not. I'm not kidding. There's All right. no, I, I was noticing there was two people. I can't tell because they're heavily clothed. I can't tell if it's a man or a woman. But they started waving frantically at the camera, so they caught my attention. I glanced up and I saw a GL. Uh, I, don't, I couldn't tell if it was a sticker or a sign or whatever. Is it so snowing up there? Uh, no, it, it's actually very beautiful right now. That's so. That's... How do I rewind this stupid thing? I don't know I that don't you can. I don't know that you can. I don't you can. think you can. Oh, that was so cool. You gotta be kidding me. I'm gonna make a note. I gotta see if I can find this online. Well, wait a later. minute, Chris. It's a website. Can't you? That's click. what I'm wondering if I can if I can click on the website later and rewind it from there. Yeah, if you could just back it up that five is, minutes. That was so Jesus. great. I'm I, sorry. I, you scared me. I, 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 I think excited. you're. I think you've got to calm down a little. Uh, I don't you, think it's that scared, neat. You scared, what do you mean no, it's not neat? That's the that's one of the coolest things ever. This is uh, in line with you years ago when you started talking to people in a traffic jam because you were watching them on a camera and they stuck their hands out and waved at you. Oh yeah, it, I do remember that. It, yeah, it's cool like that. This is I awesome. Oh my God, I love GLers. They're so awesome. <laughs> to, to, to finish my Highway Five thought, isn't it? Isn't it something yeah. that the coincidence right now is? As we speak, in terms of airport traffic, it's not inconveniencing yeah. anybody. <laughs> very, very few. You're right. And we were really worried about this and upset. And to be honest, since it's my business, I was looking forward to it because it was, you know, it was going to be a major source uh, that I would be able to <laughs> rely on every day. I mean, day. The, the, air, the airlines are dying, but it's not inconveniencing yeah. <laughs> what little traffic is out there. It's just inconveniencing the traffic reporters. But yeah. believe me, I've been working it in anyway. DNR, Itasca State Park. <laughs> I think there is, lost, uh, Chris. There is. There's nothing blocking you on uh, Highway 61 from getting up to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right at the north end of town. You can't miss it. It's got the big red GL sign out front. That's how Kenny finds it. You just get on 61, just go a little north at the north end of Hugo, and then go into the meat capital of the of the Garage Logic world. Or if you take Joe's route, you go through Duluth, then you go over to uh, Wisconsin. I cross. I like to cross the river twice, and and uh, double small cams and bacon and steaks and burgers and ribs and just uh, chicken and salmon and jerky and it's just all really really splendid stuff, really splendid stuff. And I envy the people who had uh, double small cams from Grunhoffers for Easter. Because that's making you right now the best sandwiches you'll have all year. Oh, right? oh, yes. Yeah. I like to warm it up, put it on toast with mayonnaise. Mm-mm, Hot mm. ham and mm-hmm. cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, you know, you don't have to stop buying hams just because Easter came and went. You can still get a ham and get all your needs for grilling this weekend. It's going to be in the high 50s, maybe 60. Uh, don't forget, 130 different flavors of brats, 14 kinds of summer sausage. Uh, you, oh, oh, 
Reavers' favorite, uh, the oven-ready pre-made oh, meatloaf. I'm cooking one tonight. I got oh, one yeah, left. Yeah. I got one left. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, the north end of Hugo. <gasps> I think I found it. Okay. Uh, I'm getting the frantic wave. Yeah. Okay. This is, these are people up in Itasca State Park. Yeah. And we see routinely when we do the show, we'll see handfuls of people that go up there, weather permitting. Mm-hmm. But now I'm trying to see. Oh, I'm trying to get the frantic wave a still shot so I can tweet out a picture. To strengthen my uh, GL credentials, a number of people are very angry at me that I've never been there. So I will make that a Ooh. summer destination. That shocks me yeah. that you haven't, that either I, one of you two I'm have ashamed. Not. Yeah, I'm ashamed myself. Now even my son has been there, and I haven't been there. Is that a day up and back, or should you stay overnight someplace? Oh. Uh, well, it's four hours I, from I, here, I right? Such, you know, take one of those old cruddy British cars of yours. And <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Week because it's yes. going to break down about 18 times. No, no, I got a good one. I got a good one. I'll take something like that and turn it into an overnight. Because I got to be there. I got to walk across that. No. I got to walk across the river. Here's what you do. You drive up to Kenny's farm. Yeah. You go there. No, then you no, go to Kenny's no. farm. You spend yeah. the night there. And then you That's come what back I'll do. the next day. Huh? That's what I'll do. Kenny, I'll swing by. Yep. And we'll, I'll stay out in the barn or something. And uh, you'll I've put me up for the for night. You. Yeah. A tent. <laughs> a tent. Yeah. yeah. A tent. <laughs> All right, Reavers, can yeah, you do it or not? Let's not. Can I do what? Have you captured the uh, I'm trying, screenshot? I'm trying to find the time. The problem is the one that runs online. It runs in real time, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to find uh, trying to find the exact time that this because this happened about I don't know four or five minutes ago, and I'm trying to find it, but I I'm having difficulty because it, it has to keep rebuffing Always every time. With I, the excuses. Shut up, Always Kenny. With the excuses. <laughs> well, okay, gang. That's uh, I gotta go. Is that gonna do her for today? I think Joel? it will. I think it will. Uh, also, by the way, I want to make a very a much more clear message than I did yesterday about the GL social distant scramble that's gonna take place. Yeah. No, help no, Joe you, and I out here because we're uh, kind of wondering. So it's gonna happen a week from this Thursday. Uh, oops, I spelt his name wrong. I'm trying to find the email. All you have to do is you just have to spelt. listen to GL through the PodMN app. That's all you have to do. And every hour that you listen to GL on PodMN gets you an entry to win. 20 different GLers are going to have the chance to hang out with the crew. That's all five of us next Thursday, a week from this Thursday, April 23rd, starting at 5 o'clock for a private Zoom meeting. You can get Where are those, where are those people going to be? They're going to be on their phone. So we're all going to just kind of hang out together. Have you ever done a Zoom meeting, Joe? What the hell is a Zoom meeting? It's where we all get to be together while we're all social. Sure, is there going to be a TV camera here? Nope. Uh, it's just going to be your phone, sir. It's going to be beautiful. You can get more Who's details on and how Chris? to learn via the PodMN app. Chris, you're gonna. Somebody's got to go over there. Oh yeah. Because he's not going to be able to do this. Okay, I got another magic. question for you. Yes, sir. Am I going to be talking into this microphone during the thing or on my phone? You're going to be on your phone, sir. So I could go outside. Yeah, you could go wherever you want. Well, am I going to see people on my phone? Yes, you will. It'll be kind of a almost you know how the Brady tiny. Bunch theme song would be with the boxes. That's kind of what a Zoom. No, I, I Zoom don't know what that is. is. You know, here's a story <laughs> of a lovely lady. But anyway, that's all you have to do is just listen to GL on the Pod MN app, and then you will be notified if you we are. Can't get fact, twenty people at one time on this screen. Oh yeah, we can. It's a small screen. <laughs> we can make that happen. Small phone screen. Pod MN though, that is your source, and so is Garage. So we're only going to do this com. with twenty people. Oh, Jesus. How about why not two thousand? Well, because let's let's I, let's start I, with twenty. I have that day off. I, I have that day off. Not I at five o'clock. Tell. You don't. 
There'll be I plenty of Guinness at the Kenny Olsen household for that one. You got all, all right. that? All right. I don't. Uh, I have no idea what that is. Pod M N is. But I'm going to look forward to it. Oh, it's going to be. Great. I'm going to look forward It'll to it. It'll be a technical miracle. I think so. All right. I think so. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, boys.